Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. If you're listening to this um, on the day that it drops, you'll notice that it is coming a little later than usual um, on the Sundays that I post. I typically try to post in the afternoon, and I'm literally recording this at 6 o'clock, so by the time this gets up, it's probably going to be late in the evening. So, um, and that, you know definitely on me. I am still learning the best time management to record these and get these out when I have busier weeks, busier weekends. Um, It's it's a little more difficult, but I didn't want to skip a week for sure. Um, Today actually was a special day. Uh, Blue actually met my grandma and my aunt Um, and we had lunch at my house and we all chit chatted and just like hung out and, um, it was really, really cool. Like they got along really, really well, just like he did with my mom. Um, again, (laughs) introducing guys to the family in this way, it's always just, it's just kind of interesting. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of formal, but it's like casual at the same time, but, you know, setting a date and a time and a place to like, you know, have them meet each other. It's just, it's, it's taking a little getting used to, but I I really like it. Um, you know, I have a very small immediate family and the few of us that there are, a lot of us are out of the state right now. So I have like an aunt and a cousin there in Vegas, my older cousin, Neptune, he is on the East coast. Um, and then my uncle and his wife, my aunt, and their two uh, kids, my little cousins, they're in San Antonio. So that's really the whole unit right there. And then here in town, it's me, my mom, my aunt, and my grandma. So, you know, introducing him to everybody is going to take some planning. But at least as far as the L.A. family members goes, he has met them. And I'm just really excited because I talk about him all the time. I talk about them with him all the time. And it's just nice for them to put like a real you know, in the flesh face to the name. (laughs) And, you know, he's not just like, you know, this abstract idea of a boyfriend. Like he's like actually like in the flesh, someone they can tangibly meet, get his energy, his vibe. And we just had a good time. And I cooked, I made lunch for everybody. I made like a really yummy salad. I made corn on the cob. That was like a hit. I mean, I didn't say it in a moment, but they were chowing down. They sounded like some uh, some beavers making a dam. <laughs> so I guess the corn of the cob was good. <laughs> and um, I made some baked barbecue chicken. And it was just really, really good and just really chill. And, you know, it's always really like low key and just cozy at my apartment. So it was just a really good day. And, you know, it's just nice for them to see who I've been spending all my time with and, you know, for him to get a little peek 
into the people that helped raise me. So, um, you know, I think they got along really well. They liked each other. And, um, you know, it's the holidays. So um, as they were like, as we were like parting ways, like I know we, we were just kind of reconfirming, you know, what we were going to be doing. It's, you know, Blue and I just met earlier this year. So the holidays are kind of, you know, he's not from California. So he definitely has family back in Florida where he's from. And, um, you know, since he's been in California, he and his boys have a certain way of doing their Thanksgiving. So and a lot of my family isn't going to be in town either. So at least for this year, we will be spending our holidays apart like the day of. Um, so that's going to be, you know, kind of a bummer. But like, I get it next year. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a little different. He asked me just the other day, like, what would I prefer as far as like, you know, our families are concerned going forward, like, would I want to like up and go with him to like Florida or would I prefer he and the boys like be here with my family. And, you know, once we get to that point, like I kind of feel like as far as Thanksgiving and Christmas is concerned, I'd want to alternate to make sure that we see everybody. So like if he's with me and my family for Thanksgiving, then we'll go to his, you know, place in Florida for, for Christmas. Um, and then we can like switch, but I think we both agreed, like ultimately we would love to be like the hosts of the holidays. I think that would be really fun and just like easier on, on, on us. <laughs> so, but until we get to that point, I think alternating is just cool. And then, you know, this being our first year, I think it's just very low key, low pressure. We're just kind of doing our own thing. Um, but we'd obviously, you know, still touch base around the holidays, just like the day of we're going to be with our respective families. But I'm glad that they're like meeting leading up to it. Um, and, you know, just the, the desire to at least spend some of these winter days, holiday time days together that's there. So that'll be good. But like I said, the day of like for Thanksgiving, for example, he's going to be in like wine country with his cousin and his cousin's, um, you know, girl and their family. And then for Christmas, he's going to be in Florida with the boys. Cause that's where all of his family is. So I completely understand. And I'm not really ready to leave my family for Christmas. Like I said, there's like so few of us here. And I mentioned it before, but last Christmas I had COVID and the holidays were a little bit tainted. So I definitely want to soak up, you know, my family here in town. I don't really want to leave. So um, that's just what we have planned for this year. So, you know, it's just crazy to be talking about, you know, the end of the year this year seemed to go super super duper fast like I look back at it and I think about how I started the year and think about how I'm about to finish it and things can just change so so quickly and I mean like they say like the good times don't last forever the bad times don't last forever just time doesn't last forever in general and, you know, I, I didn't enter the year in like a super bad place or anything, but, you know, I definitely um, kind of elevated like emotionally, mentally, and, you know, I'm just in a really good place right now. And I'm, I'm just really happy with 
the trajectory of my life <laughs> and um you know i think it's just upwards and onwards from here so yeah that was like a very long-winded way of explaining why i am uploading this podcast super duper late so my bad y'all please bear with me i am uh still getting the hang of this um solo host podcast thing okay (laughs) man this week was uh a pretty busy week at work um i think i mentioned it last week but i for the next two weeks that includes the one that just passed i am going to be acting assistant manager at my job so it's not a hard job by any means but (sighs) managing people (laughs) and you know different personalities it's a struggle and it's a particularly difficult struggle with this group of people I don't want to get into too much detail but it's 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 a lot (laughs) you know I mean the responsibilities that I have from my normal day-to-day to you know when I am acting assistant it's really just a lot of like clerical additional things it's it's really not a lot there are um, a few more reports that you have to gather throughout the week and send off to upper management um day-to-day duties include you know just like uh gathering payments that people drop off and distributing them running cash doing like banking at the end of the night and you know just a lot of like additional little things here and there it's really not difficult but it really just ugh, I just find it like takes a lot out of me at the end of the week it's just a lot I find that um you know when you have uh, I mean you have colleagues who just kind of push back a lot when you are trying to give instruction and direction it can make things just a lot more difficult I have found that, you know, I'm kind of the new kid on the block. I've only been with the company for, I made three years in the summer. And I find that, you know, particularly with women, unfortunately, I find that with black women, actually, the ones that have been there for like, you know, almost 10 years and beyond, when you're put in a position where you have to give them direction and instruction they push back a lot with this air of well who are you little girl like I've been here longer than you like who are you to tell me what to do as if I came in there gun slanging with a list of names you know what I mean like <laughs> I I'm just trying to do my job you know I'm, I'm not doing anything on purpose I don't single anybody out anything that I assign or bring up or do it's just for the the greater um you know just for the the smoothness of the operation of the day like I'm just trying to get us in and get us out and you know the pushback is just stressful it's just stressful I find that you know the same direction I'll give can be given by someone who's more my senior and their senior and the reaction is very different you know if I give an instruction it's questioned if you know someone else has maybe been there a little longer gives the instruction it's like okay yes ma'am sure 
And it's like, it's the same direction. You just don't like the vessel that it's coming out of. But I can't really help that, you know. Um, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do, but I am here to do business and do what I'm being paid to do. So, you know, you can get on board. (laughs) And I think, you know, I can only really do this for, you know, a couple of weeks at a time before it starts to grate on my, uh, mental stability (laughs) I don't think I I can do managerial work but it's not something that I aspire to do not in this setting anyway Um, you know I find that it, it takes a very special skill to manage different personalities different energies different vibes you know in a cohesive way and I can do it because I can do literally anything I put my mind to. And, and in this job, I've done it over and over again. I've done it. But to do it full time, ongoing, I don't know. I think it takes a really special person. And, um, you know, just because I can do it doesn't mean I like it or want to. <laughs> I'm just kind of stepping up because it's kind of the need of the office right now. And it always looks good on your resume to have, you know, continued experience in this lane. But I mean, that's why in different jobs, I'm sure we can all relate. Like you have managers who are awesome you know there's like an open door policy you can talk to them about anything but it remains professional you feel guided you feel like you can trust them you know they have your best interest at heart you know they're 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 just they're just really cool you know I've had plenty of managers like that and I hold them in very high regard and then you have others that are kind of for lack of a better word they're sleaze balls (laughs) you know they're they're selfish they are self um oh god I forgot the word I'm trying to say I've been drinking sorry so (laughs) they're just all about themselves you know or they're all about the money or you know they're they're more than willing to throw you and anybody else under the bus to get what they need done you know things seem very unfair um you know, it's, it's those type of people. They're really not cut out to be in a manager position. And I try to be as fair as I can. I try to be as, you know, open and communicative as I can when I'm, when I'm put up in this position. Um, I'm not trying to be anybody's best friend, but that's, you know, regardless, (laughs) I mean, I I come in to clock in and clock out. Like I'm not there to be besties, BFFs for life or anything, but I try to be fair and I try to, you know, be open and transparent and, you know, just be decent, you know, and just remember everybody's human. But, you know, sometimes with certain people, they, they don't appreciate that. And then you have to turn into the bitch. And then only when you turn into that, do they listen to you? So, and then you're, you know, it's those times where you have to like kind of throw down the gauntlet on certain things. That's all they focus on. You know, they're like, oh, she was, she was mean. And she, you know, she, she, she didn't listen when I was trying to do this, or she wasn't trying to, you know, cooperate or, you know, um, what's the word she wasn't trying to compromise with me um you know she just wasn't nice like she wasn't being cool like she was and it's like well when I was you weren't listening so you know now I'm Cruella DeVille what's up (laughs) and I I don't really like having to flip-flop between the two types of like managerial 
service that I, I, I don't like that. So, um, you know, my week, it, it was kind of a stressful week. I'm glad it was short though, because of the Veterans Day holiday, we observed it on Friday and we were off. So I had a nice three day weekend, um, to kind of relax and recoup and get my energy back to kind of tackle this week. Cause after this week I'm, I'm off this duty, which I actually cannot wait for. So, um, yeah, just wanted to touch on that. That's another reason why my my weekend kind of recording schedule got thrown off. I was very much just trying to recoup and just get my mind right um, after the week that I had had because it was it was a doozy. <laughs> now you know one perk of kind of um, even temporarily leveling up in the ranks at work is um, those that are usually above you. You're a little closer to their equal. And they get a little chatty and they start sharing stuff you might not hear otherwise. And whew, I was just told a story of someone who's like no longer there. It was a long time ago before I even got there. Um, and um, it was just information about, I guess, a former employee who was stealing money from the company. And they were doing it little by little over time, like a very long period of time, like over a year. And it was now, you know how I don't know, maybe at your job or just, you know, with anything, you know, there are different rules and regulations put in place. And you're like, God, this is so stupid. Why do they have to tell us this? Like, obviously, you wouldn't do that. Or God, why did why is this policy in place? Why do we have to do things like this? Usually when things are like that, it's because something happened and they had to make a rule for it so that it doesn't happen again. So it seems silly and it seems dumb that you have to do things a certain way, but it's for good reason. So this is one of those instances. So basically this person was stealing money over time and they're getting away with it because cameras weren't up to date and they weren't in places that, you know, could cover financial loss and they were kind of like shoddy with shoddy companies that didn't catch every little thing um you know the balancing of the money was not completely you know in detail so that it could catch outages and things like that um you know one person was only responsible for the money you know whereas you know maybe now and in the future you'll have two people there and things just weren't logged and documented in the way that they are now so this person was able to get away with it so what they were doing was they also got away with it because they would take money but then they would replenish it shortly after so the money was like out but they they put it back before anything was like recounted so nothing was really coming up and it turned out that um I guess one time they stole but they didn't get a chance to put the money back and it was discovered so then they started interviewing people in the office. This isn't my office in particular. It was just like another one within the company. But they started interviewing people and, you know, trying to get an idea of like what had been going on. And a lot of things just weren't adding up. And this person was eventually found out. And it turns out that they were taking money and they had a gambling addiction. <laughs> 
and they were using the money that they take to go and like you know gamble it and try to win money and if they won they'd you know take their winnings but then put back what they took and I guess this particular time where you know things didn't add up they lost all the money that they took and they weren't able to put it back in time so um I think I heard that the amount they took was under the federal crime limit so I don't think it was like prosecuted on a federal level but they, they were definitely arrested and prosecuted and obviously fired but I'm like damn like I can't imagine how desperate and at the end of your rope you have to be even with a gambling addiction to steal from your job like I can't imagine doing that first of all that'd be so embarrassing if people found out like I cannot handle if ever in life someone was like yeah you know Melanie yeah she got found um stealing from her job blah 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 blah. she got fired that is humiliating humiliating on so many levels and I don't know why I'm doing the accent, but humiliating. And <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're there working for free. Like you're getting a wage here. You're getting a salary. Like you're you're being paid to do this. Like why would you steal? I just cannot, I just cannot fathom. And hearing that story reminded me of when I used to work for Chase. And this is back in like 2009, maybe 2010, possibly. And I got hired with several other tellers at the same time. So we were all, you know, learning on the job. We're all kind of bumbling, trying to make our way through, trying to figure things out, trying to like stay within policy, not make any mistakes, blah, blah, blah. And we got close, you know, it was like four or five of us, right? <laughs> and I think within the first few months, one of the new teller friends that we had at the end of the night, obviously at a bank, you're, you know, calculating, make sure everything's in balance. And he was short $83,000 from his drawer. Now in training, they kind of reassured us. They were like, okay, you know, if you're out at the end of the night by a, ridiculous amount of money it's usually a clerical error you know you put a couple extra zeros where you weren't supposed to you know you you did something on the computer it's not actually the money you know if you're short twenty dollars ten dollars a dollar blah 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 then you may have you know given someone too much money back or you know something something physical happened but only if it's like under 20 bucks because that can happen sometimes right so in this case, you know, being short at the end of the night, 83 grand, nobody really blinked because you're thinking, okay, the manager is going to like log in and look at his, uh, you know, transactions and stuff for the day. And they're going to find that he put an extra zero somewhere or something happened. Right. So, um, you know, the manager is going through his stuff and nothing clerical was wrong. He went through all his transactions, went through all the receipts, just everything from that day, everything in the system added up. He was just short 83 grand from his drawer. And <laughs> now I don't know about y'all, but if I was in that position and someone was telling me I was short that amount of money, any amount of money, really, but that large amount, 
I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, let's go over everything. Who was here? What customers did I have today? Can we call the customers? Make sure their statement is right. Let's go through the system again. Can we recount and recount and recount my drawer? You know, did I did I put anything in the vault this day? Like I'd be like out of my mind trying to make sure that this was found. Not this kid, okay? He was sitting there or standing there rather with his elbow propped up on the desk with this smug look on his face like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where it is. Like, I'm sure they'll find it, right? Like, I don't know. And we're looking at him like, dude, like, you're not worried. Like, you're not, you're a little too calm right now. And that obviously doesn't look good. But it was like, I mean, 83 grand is, I mean, obviously, look at him. It's not like they were in his pockets or anything. It's not like he put it in his underwear. Like, we were all with him all day. Like, there's just no way he could, like, pocket 83 grand. But, it wasn't coming up in any of like the paperwork. So it was just so strange. We all had to stay after work that day. You know, the authorities for the bank, they came and they sat us in a room individually and they asked us about like the happenings of that day. Did we notice anything weird? Like we were all being interrogated hard. Okay. And none of us knew anything like, yeah, we were working with him all day. But it's like I said, we didn't see him stuffing bands of money down his pants. So we we had no information. And he was telling them, I guess, all he knew. And they never found the money. He was let go, obviously, but they never found the money. And I think a few years after that, he and I were still like active Facebook friends. So he wasn't in jail or anything. It was just, it just vanished into thin air. And I think about that all the time. I'm like, what the hell was that? If it wasn't clerical and they couldn't find the money anywhere, like what happened? 83 grand just gone. And <laughs> I, I, to this day, I still don't know. I didn't even, I, I didn't even message him or text him or anything to like ask him later. Cause I'm like, I don't need that trail of like communication coming back to bite me in the ass so I'll just let it go but I just found it so so strange and the way he was acting he was acting so indifferent like it didn't matter either way he didn't seem stressed or worried or anything so that was what made it even weirder but yeah he was definitely let go after that <laughs> and the mystery remains um so I, I have no idea what happened but you know, sometimes people do steal from work and I, I just don't understand that mentality. It's like to steal anything, you know, to steal even like paper products or pens or paper clips, anything like I'd be way too nervous to do anything like that. But some people do. They get over on their jobs every single day. Um, I, it just couldn't be me. <laughs> it definitely couldn't be me. So, um, yeah, that was like an interesting thing that I heard this week. And it just made me think about, you know, the levels that people will go to. I just, I don't understand. It's like, you know, you obviously have a job, so you're earning money. I can see how some jobs don't pay very well, but to steal from the job, it's like, the risk of getting caught and going to jail and definitely not having a job and a way to support your family that is not worth you know stealing money to kind of get you through in the meantime I feel like there's other ways that you can kind of you know 
get by. That's not even a last resort. That's no resort. I just, I cannot believe that people do that. So yeah, that's my two cents on that. <laughs> I'm going to wrap things up right here though, guys. I hope that everybody has a great week. I know Thanksgiving isn't this week. It is next week. So let's all just power through so we can get that time off. Right. <laughs> um, I hope everybody um, stays safe and um, crushes your goals this week. I am, you know, just living life like Kourtney Kardashian would say. And I'm in a great place and I feel so full of just like happiness and great energy. So I, um, you know, I'm taking that and I am sending it through the airwaves and hoping that it lands on those that need it the most. I um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see y'all next time. Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.